Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a recap of all the day's news from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. Coming up today, a proposal for a new county jail draws lukewarm support. Just under half of the respondents said they were against any increase in taxes to pay for the new jail. An Arizona congressman wants to crack down on high-speed border chases. These high-speed chases will not be tolerated. And the Benson Airport is dedicated to a survivor of the Bataan Death March. Men were shot, bayoneted, beheaded, or beaten to death on that hot, dusty road. Leading off our news today, results are in from a public survey of options for the Pima County Jail. The county's Blue Ribbon Commission presented two feasible options for community comments, a brand new jail building or a combination of new construction and renovations. But survey respondents also recommended a third option. Hannah Cree has a closer look at the results. Just under 2,000 people responded to the three-week survey. Both of the commission's options expand the jail's capacity by 1,100 beds, the number recommended by population projections and jail data from the Pima County Sheriff's Department. The commission's suggested expansion options each got around 18% of responses, but an additional 18% said they were against any new expansion of the jail. Price estimates for each project begin at over $600 million, but just under half of the respondents said they were against any increase in taxes to pay for the new jail. The commission's final report has now been delivered to County Administrator Jan Lesher. The Board of Supervisors is scheduled to discuss it at the February 20th meeting. I'm Hannah Curry, AZPM News. The U.S. House of Representatives this week passed a bill to make it a federal crime to evade Customs and Border Protection agents or other agencies assisting them near the U.S.-Mexico border. Summer Hom spoke with the bill's sponsor, Republican Congressman Juan Siscomani. The bill is named after former Border Patrol agent Raul Gonzalez, who died during a high-speed chase. Siscomani says he wants to add these criminal penalties to send a clear message. That these high-speed chases will not be tolerated. And to engage in that kind of dangerous activity anywhere close to the border that, that is obviously going to be linked with, with uh, trafficking of people, mainly in this case. It's something that we want to send a strong message that, it's, it, that we will not stand for that. The penalties range from up to two years to a life in prison if a fatality occurs as a result of the chase. The bill passed the House with the support of 56 Democrats and 215 Republicans. In Sierra Vista, I'm Samar Hom, AZPM News. The Tucson Unified School District is expanding its free meal program to provide no-cost breakfast and lunch to all students. The funding is the result of an expansion of the federal community eligibility provision, part of the National School Breakfast and Lunch Program. The free meals will be available immediately for students at all 87 district schools, regardless of age or grade. Parents don't have to apply for their children to be eligible. Broad data has shown that free meal programs are linked to improved student health and academic achievement, as well as higher attendance rates and decreased tardiness, especially among students from low-income families. Free meals have also been linked to improvements in student behavior, resulting in a drop in out-of-school suspension rates. University of Arizona President Robert Robbins and Interim Chief Financial Officer John Arnold were questioned by lawmakers on the State House Appropriations Committee over the UA's fiscal crisis. 
Some lawmakers shared concerns regarding reports of transparency issues at the university. Others, like committee chair David Livingston, shared support for Arnold's role as interim CFO. To fix this problem, I need him down there. I think you need him down there. I do. And I will not be very happy if the ninth floor pressures you all to change that. Presidents from all three Arizona public universities went to the Capitol to discuss state funding and future financial planning, including proposed state cuts. The Arizona Board of Regents is beginning a series of special board meetings, in their words, to proactively address the financial issues at the University of Arizona. The first of those meetings will be Thursday. The board will discuss the UA's finances in a closed executive session. Board Chair Fred Duval says the board and the university will provide regular updates on progress and outcomes. The move comes after community members and leaders, including Governor Katie Hobbs, criticized both entities regarding transparency, accountability, and leadership. State Attorney General Chris Mays and some Democratic lawmakers are criticizing an effort that would exempt minor league baseball players from Arizona's minimum wage. They say it will undermine the higher wage and reporting requirements voters approved in 2016. But Republican Senator J.D. Mesnard says he supports the bill because both Major League Baseball and the Players Union are backing it. How often down here are we excited when all the parties get on board? Here they are, and we may actually mess that up. And if we do, the impact will be to the state on what is a tremendous asset in that spring training, etc. MLB and the Players Association say a collective bargaining agreement signed last year provides players with benefits that exceed Arizona's minimum wage. The Benson Airport was recently dedicated to the memory of a longtime Benson resident and one of the last survivors of the Bataan Death March in the Second World War. Summer Hom has the story in this in-depth report. The airport was renamed Benson Municipal Airport Paul Kirchham Field last August. Benson Mayor Joe Conrad says the idea to name the airport after Kircham came to him while he attended Kircham's memorial service. After Paul died, um, of course, they had the funeral ceremony here in town for him, and then um, that went on over to the Veterans Memorial Ceremony in, in Sierra Vista. And when I stood there and saw the, um, saw the fighter jets fly over and break into the missing man formation, it just triggered, you know, this guy was in the Army, he was in the Air Force. We have an airport that deserves his name. One of the advocates to dedicate the airport to Kircham was Veterans of Foreign Wars leader Dennis Brigham. He says the VFW named their dining hall after Kircham. Considering that the Air Force has used the Benson Airport for training in the past, Brigham said it makes sense to name it after Kircham, who spent 21 years in the Air Force. It would be super appropriate for an Air Force veteran of his stature to have his name attached to that airport. Kirchham was one of the last survivors of the Bataan Death March, where 75,000 soldiers, about 12,000 Americans, and 60,000 Filipinos became prisoners of war. Kirchham described his experience of the deadly march to the National World War II Museum in 2022. After 93 days of fighting, uh, under half rations, uh, obsolete weapons, and against overwhelming odds, General King, the commander of the army on Bataan, after much soul-searching, knowing that help was not coming on the way, knowing the poor condition of his army, 
and knowing that General Yamashita had just entered the Philippines with reinforcements, decided <coughs> there was no, no use for any more fighting, uh, decided to, to, to surrender the troops on Bataan. Death March started at 55, uh, let's see, 45 miles from Marvelous to the San Fernando Railroad. Men were shot, bayoneted, beheaded, or beaten to death on that hot, dusty road. Brigham says 10,000 troops died on that march. It was about a 65-mile march without food and water. And, and if you uh, lag behind, they bayoneted you, they shot you, they beat you. So he experienced that. And then the three and a half years in captivity in a, in a labor camp in Japan. I, I, no one can imagine the horrific things the man witnessed. After the war, Kirchham served 21 years in the Air Force. His grandson, Mark Desmaris, says he lived in Benson for about 60 years. My grandfather was uh, maybe 5'5 five, five in his prime, uh, uh, wore like six and a half size shoes, but uh, he was always larger than life. You know, when he walked in the room, everybody knew who he was and, uh, and, and knew what he'd been through. And uh, I don't think I, it really hit me till later on in life. I joined the military myself and, uh, and, and just what that meant. That was the kind of person my grandfather was. He wasn't scared to tell the truth, and, and no matter how hard it hurt. Conrad says it was important for the city to honor Kirchham because... There's so many people that would have gone a different path, and he chose not only to re-enlist after what he went through, but, but to preserve that into, into history for, for time immemorial. So, so how do you not wrap that into something that, that belongs to the city of Benson? I mean, we're just so proud that he was part of it. Kirchham died in December of 2022 at 102 years of age. In Benson, I'm Summer Hom, AZPM News. And that'll do it for this edition of AZPM News Daily. Check out this podcast every day for a review of all the stories we've covered throughout the day in the AZPM Newsroom. And be sure to subscribe to AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>